Appreciate it, Danny. Love you too, Grayson. How are you guys doing tonight? You good? That was lame. Wow, that was really lame. Sweet. All right, I'm going to pray, and we're going to get started. So if you guys want to settle down in the back, let's bring it in. It's like 18 or 20 minutes of focus, and then we'll be good. All right, dear Jesus, thank you so much for this evening, God. Thank you for the opportunity to gather once again as a church body to be with one another, to learn more about you, and to hear about your word, God. So I pray for this evening. pray that you'll bless it in your name. Amen. Okay, so I know that we are a few months uh, past Christmas time. Personally, I'm a year-round Christmas fan. And like, there you go. Glad I'm, glad I'm not the only... Who loves Christmas? Who's, is that everybody's favorite holiday? Sick. Okay, good. So I'm a year-round Christmas fan. So like, as soon as Christmas ends, I'm looking forward to next year's Christmas. Like, I'm already like counting down. I don't know the exact days, but I'm already thinking about what I want to do, who I want to see, all of that. And I'm a big holiday fan just in general, but specifically Christmas. I love that all my family's together in one place. It's myself, my three siblings, plus their spouses and their kids, plus my aunt and uncles, my grandparents. And we all pile into my mom and dad's house. We eat food. We play games. We laugh. We tell stories. And we just have a good time. And then our, our tradition every Christmas Eve is that we all, like, since the time we were kids, we get, like, matching pajamas. But now that we're older, we just get, like, comfy pants or a sweatshirt or something. And it's still fun, still a great time. But now, since we're all older, we get to watch all of the little ones. I have six nieces. They all get to open up their matching Disney princess pajamas, and they're all excited about it because there you go. Because they're excited just to have like their Belle, Olaf, Cinderella, or like Elsa PJs, and they're, they put them on, and they're like, I feel like a princess. And they get to sleep in them, and they wake up, and it's awesome. So after we do all of that, we go to bed. We wake up. We have a slow morning, have breakfast, which is usually like eggs, bacon, coffee, cinnamon rolls. It's awesome. And then we head to wherever all the gifts are. And we start the gift opening process. And before there was so many other people in our family, like spouses and whatnot, there's just the six of us, my mom, dad, my brother, Curtis, my two sisters, Maddie and Becca. And so we'd have the gifts to open and then it'd be done. So now with everybody, there's like 20, like over 20 of us piled into the same house. So it takes a while to open all the presents, but every single year it seems just to fly by. But I remember when I was a kid, I would get a gift, I'd open something, and I'd think it's so awesome, and I'd be like, I finally got this new, like, Lego set or Nerf gun, whatever it is. And then I would hear of all the gifts that my friends got, or I'd see the gift that my brother got, or, like, my cousin got, and I'd be like, what? Why didn't I get that? I'm jealous. I'm, that's so much better than the stuff that I got. So I'd put it down, I'd get tired of whatever I got, and I'd go over there, and I'd try to use their stuff, or I'd convince my parents to bring me to the Mall of America the next day to use my Christmas money to go get the new deals on the cool things or whatever it is, or I'd bring back a gift that they got me that I just didn't really like and exchange it for something cooler. It's super terrible, but you guys can probably relate. But now that I'm older, I see this happen with my nieces. So my oldest niece, Mia, she, she got like this brand new like Disney princess set. Like she put the dress on, put the crown on, the shoes and the wand. And she's walking around like a to like acting like a princess and just like she owned the place. And you could totally see her glowing. And then her little sister Mia got some new books and like coloring, or Ada got some new books and coloring sheets and she thought they were awesome. And then she saw Mia walking over and it was a Belle dress and Belle's Ada's favorite princess. So she instantly got jealous and she threw it down. And she's like, I want Belle's dress. That's my favorite princess. And it was really sad, but also kind of cute at the same time. Um, but what I really didn't understand and what the little girls don't understand yet is that all the gifts came from the same person and that they went out of their way 
to give us something that we really don't deserve, but we got them. And we got to use them for ourselves. We got to use them with other people. And they gave them to us because they loved us and they cared about us. And they just wanted to celebrate giving gifts to us. So, as you guys know, we're in a series called As One. And the meaning behind this is that we live in a culture that is so divided. And us, as a body of believers, need to be united. United as a body. United in spirit and united in truth. And so tonight I'm going to talk about how we are to be united in spirit. Last week was about the body. This week is about the spirit. You guys can see it. One body, one spirit, one truth. Tonight is the spirit. How the spirit unites us and gives each individual believer specific spiritual gifts and how we can use those gifts to glorify one another and glorify God as a body of believers. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Ephesians chapter 4. We were in it last week, so we're going to pick up, pick up where we left off, starting in verse 7. So Ephesians 4, verse 7. And as, as I said, the book of Ephesians was written to the church in Ephesus, and it's an encouragement to the people uh, in Ephesus to be united as a body of believers. So once you guys get there, once I see most of you guys have it, if you have it on your phone, make sure you're on the Bible app, not doing something else. All right, Ephesians 4, uh, verse 7 through 14 reads this. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who ascended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown out by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. So that's a lot to take in. But before I get into the idea of spiritual gifts, we first need to talk about the one who gives these gifts, the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm sure that many of you guys have heard the term Holy Spirit get thrown around church many, many times in different scenarios. And I personally think that there's a heavy misunderstanding or just simple, just like unknown about the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is, in short, the person, or shoot, he is, in short, our moral compass as believers. He is the third person of the Trinity. We have God the Father, we have God the Son, and we have God the Holy Spirit, which all make up the Holy Trinity. It is one being in three persons. We serve a God that is three persons in one. And honestly, trying to figure out a way to like effectively communicate that so that it's easy to understand is really hard without messing it up or like saying something totally wrong. Um, but the Holy Spirit is what descended on us believers at Acts 2 on the day of Pentecost, right after Jesus ascended up to heaven. The Holy Spirit is essentially the moral compass for us believers, and he is the voice 
that convicts us. He's the voice that pushes us, and he's the voice that encourages us. He is what gives us words for people. He's what helps us interpret and what helps us make decisions and make sense of things. Another thing that the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit prays on your behalf. We see in Romans 8.26 that the Spirit himself intercedes with us with groanings too deep for words. In 1 Corinthians 6.19, Paul writes that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit and that we are to honor the Lord with our bodies because they are a place in which the Holy Spirit resides. The Holy Spirit lives in each and every one of us, believers of Jesus. And from the moment that you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit enters your life and he begins to speak, in you, speak to you. He begins to change you from the inside out and he begins to minister to your life. John 14, 26, Jesus is speaking and he says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my re- representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So I could go on and on and on and on about what the Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit does for us, but there's just simply like not enough time, not enough information that our human brains just simply cannot comprehend the majesty and the power and the greatness that comes from the Holy Spirit. But the theme that I want to communicate tonight is that the Holy Spirit gives each and every one of us individual, specific gifts. These, these gifts work together in unity with one another, and they function with every single part of the body and each individual believer. So a common mistake that is made uh, among churches, among believers, is that they intertwine the fruits of the Spirit with the gifts of the Spirit. So the fruits of the Spirit that we read about in Galatians 5, you guys probably know them. They're love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. These are all gifts that every single believer has. All of you guys in this room, if you're following Jesus, you have the fruits of the Spirit. And it's these things that are, that are supposed to come naturally to us when we say yes to Jesus because the Bible they, it uses like a tree analogy that a tree bears good fruit if its roots are deep. So these fruits of the Spirit are good fruit, and, and these are things that we have adopted as believers, and they're what mark us as followers of Jesus. But spiritual gifts are different. Yes, they come from the Holy Spirit. They come from the same Spirit. But the difference is that not every believer has every gift, and not every believer has the same gift. When Jesus was walking the earth, when he was here some 2,000 years ago, he was the physical embodiment of all of the gifts of the Spirit. He was the demonstration of all of the gifts of the Spirit combined into one person. He was perfect. He demonstrated all of them perfectly, and he did them all for us. And he had so many that I couldn't even name them all. Like, I can hardly even name the ones that are here on this earth that we know right now. But when he died, he ascended into heaven, and his spirit descended onto all of us believers. So he went up and he released his spirit into the world for his believers to have inside of them. Now the Apostle Paul lists some of these gifts that these people may receive in 1 Corinthians 12, in Romans 12, and in Ephesians 4. Now I know that there's so many other places in the Bible all throughout the New Testament that talk about the gifts of the Spirit and like all the different ones, but in these three places that I mentioned, that's just kind of where I want to share them from. And there's a little list. I don't even know how many. There's like 12 on here. They, the list that he has is you can have the gift of being an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, a miracle worker, a healer, those who can help others, leadership, those who can speak in unknown languages, those who are servants, those who are encouragers, and those who show kindness. So like I said, this is not an exhaustive 
exact list. But these are gifts that I just specifically have read about, and I know that there are so many more, but in those three scripture references that I just mentioned, that, that's where I get these from. So that leads me to my first point of the night, which is your gifts should be life-giving. Your gifts should be life-giving. As I preached last week, we are one body with many parts. One body with so many different parts. And I use the human body as a reference, how each individual part cannot function if it's missing part of itself. An arm can't function without a hand. A leg can't function without a foot. So we're to embrace each other, embrace each other's gifts. We need to welcome people that have different gifts, different skills. We have to see the beauty in these differences which unites us in Christ. We need to embrace our gifts so that we can honor each other. And so we can point the glory and the honor to God. In 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 4 through 11, Paul talks about how the gifts are to be an edifying force in the body. So edifying, if you guys don't, don't know what that means, it means to build one another up. The gifts are to build each other up, that each, each person can feed off another person's gift and allow it to build them up. How there are many gifts, but there's one source that provides them all, and that source is the Holy Spirit. So 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6 reads this, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. So this passage is so similar to the story that I shared earlier about Christmas time. How on Christmas morning, we all open up our gifts. We all saw the gifts that we were giving, and we, and we were really satisfied for a second, but then we saw a gift that somebody else had, and we got jealous of what they had. We wanted to get rid of what we have. We got upset before even looking at the things that our gift has for us. Before we could even figure out how to use it, we just assumed that it was insignificant without even asking or figuring out where the gifts came from. We didn't even realize that they came from the same person who had the same intent while giving them out. There were multiple gifts given from the same giver. And that same giver had the same heart and same intention behind giving us those gifts. They gave because they loved. They gave because they saw a passion and an interest in us for whatever it is that they gave us. And the same thing is with the Holy Spirit. He gives us each individual specific gifts based on our own being. And it is up to us to lean into his voice, to lean into the scriptures, to lean into his word, and listen to him on how to use them. Now, the second part in 1 Corinthians 12 uh, is verse 7 through 11. And it, it reads, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another Spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. 
It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all of these gifts. He alone decides whether he alone decides which gift each person should have. So basically, what all of that is saying is how God will give one person one gift and another person another gift so that they can work together. If one person prophesies, one person explains. If one person speaks in an unknown language, another person interprets so that people can understand it. Gifts are meant to strengthen each other in our faith. They're meant to help each of us grow in our faith and each of us grow in our relationship and our love for the Lord. They're meant to build others up and to serve others. So use your gift according to your character to benefit the whole body of believers. Do not use it to glorify yourself. If your motive behind giving somebody a word of encouragement is just to make them like you or to make yourself look better, then it's wrong. If your motive is just to stand up on a stage and act like you're all cool because you can preach, that's wrong. Romans 12.8 says to use your gift gladly. It literally says if your gift is showing kindness, do it gladly. Kindness, it's something that all of us can do is just be nice to one another. So make sure that your heart is in a place of humility and not in a place of pride or self-centeredness. So now I know that uh, hearing and learning about the Holy Spirit and about the spiritual gifts is confusing and it's, it can be overwhelming. It can be super hard to understand and just to make sense of because I, just, I totally get that. And it's almost like the mysterious side of God because he speaks to all of us in different ways. And it's, it's, it's faith. It's what faith is. You believe in the unseen and you just trust that there's something greater out there that you might not have seen proof of it right now, but you know that there's something greater out there, so you're going to devote your life to it. I'm going to have faith in that. So I want to close with this with the second point. I'm not going to be done right away, but the second point is do not ignore the gifts. Do not ignore the gifts or doubt the gifts that the Holy Spirit can give. Don't ignore it. So often, people just do not want to believe that some gifts are available to us today. Scripture is very, very, very clear that we are to not reject these gifts and that we should lean into the Holy Spirit and ask him to reveal to us the gifts that he has. In Romans 12, chapter 1, or Romans 12, verse 1, literally the very first verse is, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. I do not want you to be ignorant. Do not doubt that God can provide you with something special. But don't lose hope yet if you have not figured out what that might be. My biggest encouragement to someone who's struggling with figuring out what their gift might be, and a lot of you guys are probably in that stage right now because you're young, you're new to your faith, you're just figuring out who you are. It's normal. Don't feel like you're behind. Don't feel like you're losing. But my first, my first word of advice is to pray about it. And don't just sit down and be like, God, what is it? What is it you're trying to tell me? Yes, you can do that, but, be like, but really lean into the Lord and, and listen. And listen. It might not be an audible, this is what your gift is. But it may be something where you get like natural opportunities to do something that you're passionate about or good at. Or maybe someday the Lord just might use you to do something that you never thought you were capable of. So a personal story from my life, I had never shared the gospel with anybody, ever. And I went on a mission trip with Peru, and I was all training to do, like, 
training for sharing the gospel. It's something that should just come naturally because it's the gospel. It's what we believe in. And the first day we were there, I walked up to somebody and preached the gospel to them, and they gave their life to Jesus. And I was like, what? How did that just happen? The Lord might just use you in random ways that you could never expect. So always be open and always be willing to do so. Some gifts might just be natural gifts. Like you might, you might just be born a natural leader. You might be born a natural musician, a good singer. You might be good, whatever it may be. The Lord may take that and use it to benefit his kingdom. He can, he can use those to bring glory to his name. So I want you to know that these gifts aren't just something that, that's just going to randomly come instantly, and sometimes it can. And I don't expect every, each and every one of you guys to know exactly what they are. Some come at random times. Like I just said, sometimes the Holy Spirit may give you one only at a certain moment. And then you're wondering, like, where did that go? Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope in it. But it's a healthy thing to have an awareness of some gifts that might be present in your life. Start thinking about it. I'm still figuring out today what mine might be. I know, I know a few of them that I have because they've been confirmed by others, and I've just had opportunities to, to use them. And, um, but sometimes some might show up every now and then, and sometimes I just don't have, I don't, I don't have them. I know for a fact that I don't have all of them. It's impossible. So to close, I want you to remember that we are all one body, serving one God through the same spirit, fighting and preaching the same truth to be known by all nations and all people. But I know that this series is, is taking us through Ephesians 4, and I, and I didn't really hit on it a whole lot. I read it in the beginning. But I don't want to forget that that's what we're preaching about. But there's two verses in there that stick out to me and that have stuck out to me a lot while preparing um, this series. And I'd love for you guys to walk away remembering this. So it's Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. And it reads this, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So believe and rely on the Holy Spirit. Live in accordance to his word. Allow the Holy Spirit's voice to convict you and to guide you. I know for a fact that for the ones in here that, that are followers of Jesus, there is that little voice that you hear in your head when you're about to do something wrong. And it's like, no, don't do that. Turn away. And I don't know about you, but when, whenever I'm hearing that voice, I picture somebody over there like, hey, hey, look back over here. I'm over here. Come on, run to what's good. Run to what's good. Listen to that voice. Listen to it. And don't ignore it. Ignorance is sinning against the Lord. Doing, blatantly doing what he's telling you, blatantly not doing what he's telling you to do is sinning against him. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal his gifts to you and live those out every day in your day-to-day -day lives. So with my final point being on not ignoring the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us, I want to I wanna just give a brief breakdown of of what uh, just some common spiritual gifts might be. And they're going to be up on the screen. I'm going to read them just quick. So feel free to write them down. Feel free to take photos of them or do whatever you can to remember them. But I want you guys just to have a simple understanding of what some of these might mean. Um, because I know that some of them might be more prominent 
in other people's lives, and I, and I want you guys to be able to kind of put words to something that, that you might be figuring out in your head. So the first one is up there, apostleship. So apostleship, the church sends apostles from the body to plant churches or be missionaries. Apostles motivate the body to look beyond its walls in order to carry out the great commission. And there's a scripture reference, two of them down there that you can go to and cite to read more about it. Second one is, is evangelism. So evangelism, God gifts his church with evangelists to lead others to Christ effectively and enthusiastically. This gift builds up the body by adding new members to its fellowship. Third is discernment. Is it up there? Discernment. Discernment aids the body by recognizing the true intentions of those within or related to the body. Discernment tests the message and actions of others for the protection and well-being of the body. And the third or fourth one, wisdom. Wisdom is the gift that discerns the work of the Holy Spirit in the body and applies his teachings and actions to the needs of the body. And the final one, leadership. So leadership aids the body by leading and directing members to accomplish the goals and purposes of the church. Leadership motivates people to work together in unity toward common goals. So now that we've gone through those, there's just, that's just five of them. There's so many more. Um, we're going to break up on our own. And in the back on the table, there's a little, it's a spiritual gifts inventory. It's a lot of questions, um, but they're all really good. You're going to rank it however you think you fit to, like, in, in that category, one to five. Then you're going to go through a tally up what you had for the answers. And it's going to give you a basic breakdown, um, kind of what those may be in your life. And there's so many of these online that you guys can go home and do on your own. If you're, like, really, are really, really, really interested in about it, go home and just literally look up, like, spiritual gifts inventory. Um, but these, these are your answers. It's 7.40 right now. Let's try to do this until 8 o'clock. Uh, but I, I want you guys to take it seriously, to not, not distract other people. If you don't want to do it, I'm not going to force you to do it. But just be respectful of other people because they might really care about this. Um, so answer the questions honestly and think about them. So I'm going to pray for us. And I'm going to release you guys to do this. But do it in like a respectful way. All right? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this evening. Thank you so much for these students. God, thank you for your Holy Spirit. How it is the compass for our lives, God, that just reminds us of your word and feeds us truth constantly, Jesus. Thank you for this night. Thank you for the students. God, I pray that you'll speak to them during this time on their own. In your name, amen.